Darby cast wild card Friday. And boy, what a wild week it's been, huh? And boy, am I, uh, I don't know if I can say anything correctly right now. You can't though. You can't ever say anything that's going to be quote unquote universally appealing. I just don't think you can. I think there's a lot of people out there who try to have a a balanced and a nuanced view of the goings on of the world. But boy, yeah, some people just, they're, they don't want to talk right now. And I think, um, I guess I just jump right into it. Take a real brave, uh, a real brave stance. Yeah, I'll take a, yeah, this is going to be a novel idea. Um, get this out of the way quick. I am against police brutality but I am also against crime. Whoa, you're saying, that's not cool, man. And I'm saying, it seems like that's what page most people are on. It's been a week where I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of phone calls this week, where I've uh, reached out to a lot of people and said, hey, what's your take? I've done a lot of listening uh, this week because I, you know, normally I want to, talk and be entertaining, but I feel like, Hey, you try to make jokes right now. And people say, Oh, you're insensitive. Or you try to make sense of it. And people say, Oh, you don't understand anything. And it's like, yeah, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. The only thought that I've really arrived on that made sense to me is people don't like being told what to do. And, uh, people are especially not cool with it if you look way different. If the person telling you what to do looks way different from you and belongs to a uh, different group, yeah, then people really don't like it. I think this is, uh, I think this is kind of true. And I don't know if it's a universality, but I, I kind of feel like it might be. And, and listen, I might be missing the mark. I'm going to try my darndest to say things in a way that's, I don't know, sensitive and balanced as best as I can, but that's impossible. Yeah, I think there's an objective reality, but I think we all experience it subjectively. Um, We all have our lenses. And when people demand like, oh, you don't know what it's like to be me. You don't understand me. And I'm like, bro, I barely understand myself. I try so hard and got so far, but in the end, and yeah, I'm, I'm already making fucking jokes. Uh, I'll try. I'll try to stay the course on this one. But yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, the things that can be applied is that is that suffering is universal. Suffering is entirely universal. I think that's where we've got the capacity to. That's the only basis for a at least a nominal level of understanding. But, you know, if you ask me like, hey, why don't, you know, you need to understand what it's like to be a heavy set black woman. And I'm like, dude, that's like, that's a little far off for me. And, you know, if I told that same person, like, you need to understand what it's like to be um, a Vietnamese uh, lesbian. And uh, they'll be like, well, that's absurd. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like, we can try to understand each other, but like, you're never going to get it all the way. Yeah, this seems especially challenging right now. And as much as I think, People are really well-intentioned and optimistic and saying like, yeah, we can all get along. I'm like, 
fuck, that just doesn't seem to be the case right now. And um, then, yeah, that kind of breaks that breaks my heart. And I think I, I think that breaks a lot of people's hearts right now. You got some really loud voices on uh, on these platforms, on these social media platforms. And some people are trying to sing the Kumbaya where you got and then you got other people who are saying, like, the time for discussion is over. I'm like, fuck, okay, this is going to turn out really poorly. Like, I don't like it. Then, like, is that even, and I don't even know if that's an acceptable take to have, you know? It's, uh, boy, what a rough time this is. And I, I'll try my best. I try my best to, to understand. And, um, you don't know what it's like to be me. It's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to figure out my own, my own deal too. So I think that's a, that's an absurd demand in the, in the first place. The only thing I can, I can truly understand is, is the universality of the human condition of suffering that it is. And that yours and mine doesn't necessarily, it is not the same and it never will be, but it might rhyme. It might rhyme. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's a big part of it, but yeah, what a fucked up, uh, interesting week this has been. Yeah. You, you get, um, boy, does it feel like an episode of Springer in a lot of ways. And like, don't get me wrong. I used to love Springer who didn't love just watching a great episode of Springer and but when you uh, when you blow up Springer and you say, "Hey, let's do this on a on a society wide level," boy, does that turn pretty fucked up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Springer he just takes dysfunctional people together and then and then puts the show on. And that kind of you know in this metaphor, it's kind of the media where yeah, you've got some you've got some issues going on out there in the world, and you've got some fires uh, that are that are raging. And then you got Springer, the media saying like, Hey, I see, I see that you've, you guys have got a bit of an issue here, but what if I threw dynamite on it? Yeah. And it's like, damn it, Springer, you son of a bitch. Like, why you got to do that? Springer. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, when I was younger, I remember listening to a Pablo Francisco stand-up special and Pablo was still an inspiring. I love Pablo Francisco. I don't know uh, where he's at now, but I used to love his stand up, man. I thought it was some of the best stuff I had ever heard in my life. Yeah. I grew up on, uh, you know, so many different comedians and I, boy, do I, I love the comics, whether it's, you know, Pablo or, you know, Dave Chappelle or Dave Attell, you know, it's and the list goes on. I, I don't like Amy Schumer. I'll tell you that much. I've never cared for her, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of comedians out there, you know, they, uh, they, they make great analogies and I'm kind of borrowing this Springer thing from Pablo Francisco. If I'm being totally honest, I want to, I, uh, I don't want to act like this is a, a thought that is, um, entirely unique, but yeah, he, I think he hit it right on, right on the head where you get some people in a, in a place and you get a black guy and, and you know, the black guy's like, listen, I, I don't really like white people and I don't really like cops. And then you got Springer and be like, well, what if I showed you this video of, um, of a white cop killing a guy? How does that sit with you? And then the audience is just like, fuck Jerry, Jerry. And I think that's what most, most people are doing right now. I think that's what most people are doing is they're, they're kind of just watching the show. Yeah. Cause you don't know what to do. It's just like, Oh fuck, this is fucking nuts. I think a lot of people are arrested in that, in that space where it's like, Oh fuck. You know, you get, um, you get some white guys and you're like, Hey, I know you, uh, 
you're uh, not too keen on black people committing crimes, but what if you saw these videos of uh, of AutoZone getting burned down? And um, and then the audience is like, oh, and yeah, you've, you've got a you've got small groups of people who are really, really fired up. And most of us are we're just watching. And we're like, fuck, this is nuts. This is nuts. Yeah, that's it. And you got you got the brilliant minds like Cardi B coming out and being like being like, yeah, they got to do their violence. And it's like, what are you talking about, lady? Like. Like you are, oh, you're a mess. You're telling, you're setting women back by years uh, with your music. And now you're, you're, uh, you're on Springer's production crew. And you're just like, yeah, like let's start some shit. Let's start some shit. It blows my fucking mind. It blows my mind. Yeah. There's some fucked up stuff going on in the world right now. I don't think that's necessarily a I don't think that is confined to this geographic area that we call the United States, uh, nor do I think it's uh, all part of this time period. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, intergroup conflict has existed everywhere in the world for as long as time has existed. People are like, no, you idiot, you're a racist. And I'm like, have you heard of India? Have you heard of it? You heard of anywhere East Asia? Have you ever heard of... Uh, how Chinese and Japanese people feel towards one another. Like this is not a unique experience, but I tell you what is unique about it, I think is, um, is people are more stressed out than ever because of this whole lockdown, this whole lockdown. And people are freaked out about a handful of different things. And we're not necessarily, uh, we're not slowing down. We're not thinking as much. And, and that much is true of how the human brain works. We're, we're, you know, thinking fast versus thinking slow. And I think a lot of people as an individual, you can slow down and, and, and think about things in a way that's calm and rational, take things on a case by case basis. But I don't think that's just how the human brain works. I think the human brain works in a way. And, you know, listen, maybe that's my, that's a cognitive limitation of me. Okay. I don't know if this is a universality that I can just say, Hey, you know, my brain works this way. And people be like, oh, well, you're like, you're a less evolved being. You're a, you're spiritually bankrupt. You're a piece of shit. And it's like, fuck, I don't know. Like, maybe that's the case. But I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of people this past week. And it sounds like people are kind of on that same wavelength where they're like, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, this is, um, this is, this is a rough, rough time. I get it. I understand that, uh, you know, Springer, Springer, he, uh, you know, listen, the ratings on Springer never been higher. How can you not get wrapped up in this? It's like the craziest fucking show of all time. It's crazy. And that might be trivializing it in a huge way. But I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think I can ever really hit the nail entirely square on the head and, uh, and say something that would be uh, satisfying to, to all people other than like, Hey, it seems like people are really suffering right now in, um, in a lot of different ways. And it is, uh, it's entirely subjective, but at least I can appreciate that there's a lot of suffering out there and I would love it. I would love it if uh de-escalation were, um, were an option, but there's some people who are feeling like, Hey, that's not really, that's not really an option. And that is, and I'm going to tell you, I think that turns out terribly for everyone. When, uh, when you let Springer win, right? Springer's throwing his dynamite and being like, hey, look at this. Why don't you look at this? Hey, I know uh, your deepest bias and fears that have been cultivated over a lifetime of human experiences. I know that's, um, 
I know exactly what's going to get you the most riled up. What if I showed you the video and then the audience went nuts? What do you think about that? It's like, damn it, Springer, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. This has been an odd week. It's, it's not been odd. And there's no way I can describe it that, that, will, that will be satisfying. I can't impress that enough. I can't impress that enough. It is a tragedy. This ain't a comedy. And that's how I deal with things most of the times. I try to make jokes. And of course, like that's my, that's my impulse is when there's a painful psychological experience. I think that's a lot of people. We try to make jokes. We try to make light of things, but I don't think a lot of people are in a, a joking mood right now. And, um, yeah, I don't know how to, uh, I don't know how this, this, uh, gets deescalated, scares the shit out of me. I think it scares the shit out of a lot of people, no matter your, uh, creed, color, background, ethnicity, whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of people are like, oh, fuck, this is scary as shit. This is scary as shit. And it's okay. It's totally okay to, to have that reaction. Like, you know, some people, some people, they deal with, they deal with situations and, and the frustration and the rage in very different ways. I don't, uh, boy, do I not con- condone violence, but I'm like, I'm like, fuck, like this is how it's playing out. Like this is, no matter how I react to it, this is just how things are playing out right now. And it's really unfortunate. It's really, really nuts. You look at the Springer stories that, that led, led up to, uh, I don't know, this wild crescendo of, of what's, um, what's going on in this just, and people are acting like, oh no, it's like, it's, um, yeah, like this is so crazy that it's spiraling out of control. It's like, listen, this has been in the background the whole fucking time. If you've deluded yourself and you and you're like, oh, kumbaya, motherfucker. It's like, I don't know if it's really, uh, I don't know if that's the experience for a lot of people. People don't like being told what to do, period. And I think when people look different than you and they tell you what to do, I think it makes people really upset. I think it makes people really, really upset. And that goes every direction. That goes every fucking direction. Um, at least that's my, my understanding of it. And, you know, maybe I'm way fucking off. Maybe I'm way off, but I'm trying, I'm trying to, uh, to sort things out and I'm trying to sort things out. I don't know if there's any, I don't want a participation trophy for, for, uh, cause we all know how that goes. The AYSO, everybody plays, everybody wins, right? I don't want a participation trophy for trying to figure things out. I would like to contribute in a meaningful way, uh, by saying some things where people are like, yeah, I get that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I have a little bit different understanding, but maybe I am just throwing shit out there and it's not going to land. Maybe it's not going to land, but that is, that is the essence of why we talk about things. I think, I think, yeah, yeah. Boy, is there a lot going on and, and, uh, yeah, well, people are caught up in this emotionally charged raging inferno that's been, uh, that Springer's thrown, uh, you know, gasoline and dynamite on the fires that are, they were there. Now that people are thinking about this, there's so much going on behind the scenes. And it's like, listen, I know people are highly focused on this and, uh, and it, it certainly deserves its attention. Right. But yeah, yeah. I mean, boy, there's still behind the scenes. There's a lot of, uh, political and corporate, uh, 69ing going on. Meanwhile, people are in the trenches, uh, punching sideways and, um, yeah, I, I won't say that our differences aren't meaningful because it seems as though they are, and they've been heightened to a level that, uh, that people are like, yeah, our differences matter a fuck ton. And listen, maybe they do, maybe they do, but that doesn't necessarily mean that violence is the way to, 
to solve it all. But I can understand that frustration's boiling over to a level where people are going to fucking lose their shit. And I think that's a product of, uh, of a lot of different things, but exceptionally because of the lockdown. Because of the lockdown, people are stressed out, anxious, depressed. Mental health of, of uh, I don't know, kind of the, the collective uh, American psyche, exhausted exhausted, losing the ability to uh, regulate our emotions. How could you not lose your ability to regulate your emotions in a time like this? Yeah, it's very, very wild. It's very wild. Yeah, I'm just going to try to get this right. I'm going to try to get this right. And, I, you know, it's, it's crazy. I, um, I've tried to pull, pull back from, from watching what's going on in the world. Boy, have I tried to pull out from, from watching it. And I had a dinner party with some, uh, with some friends, uh, the other night and, uh, and we threw on like a little Ben Stiller, uh, Drew Barrymore flick and a little duplex. And people are going to say, you asshole, you shouldn't be able to turn away from this. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I like, I can barely turn away from this. I can barely and I'm doing everything I can to maintain any kind of semblance of just like, okay, I like, I just want to, yeah, I don't want to get caught up and it swept up and people are like, well, we don't have a choice. And I'm like, and it sucks. Like, I don't know what to say about that, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a hell of a show, hell of a show Springer, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Have the dinner party with some, uh, with some friends. Have the dinner party with some friends and we're watching that movie Duplex. And um, the one saving grace in that is, uh, you know, is, and, and that's an interesting movie. It's not like exceptionally good, but like it's a nice, it's a nice reprieve from, you know, the goings on of the world. And I see that this old lady, kind of the Duplex, um, yeah, Ben Stiller, Drew Barrymore. I'll give you a little background. Uh, ben Stiller, Drew Barrymore. They buy a duplex, but there's this old lady living there and she's just, just the most awful roommate. This old lady, old Irish lady, Mrs. Connolly. She like plays her TV super loud at night and they can't sleep. And they sneak into her, her apartment uh, one night and they're like, what, what is she watching? And it turns out she was watching uh river dance, Lord of the dance, Michael flatly get the fuck out of here. Flatly. And I'm like, hell yeah, flatly. And I think I'm just like kind of saying that to myself, but I'm probably losing my mind. So I say it out loud, just like, hell yeah, flatly. And my friends, uh, I got three people over and they're, uh, they're looking at me and they're, they're like, what do you mean flatly? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean flatly? You idiot. Lord of the dance, Lord of the dance. Yeah. Let's take a time out from, uh, from all things of the chaos of the world. And that might be an insensitive move to pull back. But like, let me just tell you about flatly. Okay. Lord of the dance. And I tell you, can you imagine ascending to the rank of Lord? Pretty sure there's only been one guy who's ever done that. Good old JC, my boy, but flatly also has some humility because he adds of the dance. And it's like, flatly, I appreciate that. You're not trying to say I'm Lord. I get that. I love that. Humble warrior of tap dancing. Yeah, flatly. Flatly. The dude in his career grossed over a billion dollars tap dancing. Okay. And you're saying to yourself, I'm looking at Kyle right now and he's scratching his head. And I'm like, Kyle, listen up. Let me tell you about flatly. Okay. What a show, man. What a show. River dance. Can you imagine flatly as a youth and his parents are like, 
what are you doing flatly? Your tap shoes. And um, yeah, they call, they call their son. He's like a 10 year old and they're like, flatly, I got a level with you flatly. Very serious conversation. And, and he's just like, listen, I'm going to do me. I'm going to tap dance. I'm going to run the show and you'll see. And boy, did he deliver? Did he under promise and over deliver? What a show by Flatley. So after the movie's over, Duplex, Ben Stiller, Drew Barrymore, and my friends, they're all like, so tell us more about Flatley. And I'm like way ahead of you. And I'm already on my phone and I'm pulling up videos of Flatley dancing, doing his tap dancing. And I pulled up a video from nine years ago. At the time, the guy was like 52 years old. And wow, okay, this dude is lighting up the stage. Feet aflame with fury. This dude is just ripping it. And you see the gals in, in his dance troupe just losing their minds as they're trying to keep up with him. And the speed of his feet as a 52-year-old. And it's like, well, they don't call him the Lord of the Dance for for nothing. And these gals, and it's just like, you're like, whoa, you are, you're soaked. You are loving this. And it, it's like, um, this guy's a pro. This guy, I've never seen anything like this. And, and that's a lie too. Cause I've seen flatly live. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm lucky he's retired now, but I saw him before he, I saw him on his last, uh, his last tour. I was in the NYC. I was in the NYC and uh, my family was like, we're going to go see Flatley. And I was like, who's Flatley? And then, and then they were like, what do you mean? Who's Flatley? I had the same experience that my friends did. I got told, I got fucking told. Okay. And then Flatley just showed up and this guy crushed it. You know, it was said that Wilt Chamberlain took down over a thousand women in his day. And I'm, I'm looking at flatly and I'm like, for this guy, that's got to be like a dry Tuesday. Like a thousand chicks is a dry Tuesday for flatly with the kind of heat that he's bringing. Tap on flatly. And also I'm thinking about the metaphor deep in flatly where it's like, it's like flatly you're tap dancing on the stage when everybody else is tap dancing with their language. What a delicate act this is. Everybody, you know, putting their thoughts out there. I'm putting my thoughts out there. And I'm like, man, I got to pull a, you know, a WWFD. What would flatly do? He'd tap dance expertly on, um, on whatever he's doing. And so that's, listen, I'm no flatly. Okay. I don't know if I've got that in me. I don't think I can ascend to Lord of the podcast. In fact, I'm like, oh, that seems pretty far off. I'm no flatly of podcasting, but like, let me try to take a page out of your book and describe things in a way that tap dances in a way that's so enthralling that, you know, and my parents, they say, hey, why are you podcasting? Just like Flatley's parents said, why are you tap dancing? Right. You got to shoot your shot. You got to shoot your shot. You got to give it a shot. OK. Um, and that's uh, that's the message. Right. Yeah. You're going to speak and you're going to get things wrong. You have to give yourself that kind of space. And uh, as much as people didn't understand flatly, it's, he's hard to ignore. He's hard to ignore. Yeah. What a show. What an absolute show. So yeah, there's a lot going on this week. And I kind of want to recap things going on that Springer has brought to our attention. You got, the, you got the Karen altercation in Central Park. You've got the Karen altercation where um, 
You know, the lady like strangles her dog because she's freaked the fuck out. And boy, did she take it uh, from from a situation that was like maybe around like a four in terms of being like, okay, this is a little uncomfortable. Boy, did she take it to a fucking 15 real quick. Right. And it was like, oh, lady, you, you went too hard. You strangled your dog and you and you um, threatened to call the police on this dude. And with the intention of like, of getting this dude in, in some fucking hot water. And it's like, ah, lady. Then the Karen meme took off in a big way. And boy, did that upset uh, white liberal chicks everywhere. Boy, were they pissed. They're like, but I'm an ally. And, and people were like, we don't give a shit. We never really have. Boy, was that a shock for white liberal chicks who virtue signal as if it, it was their full-time job. They were just astonished that people were like, yeah, we don't really care what you have to say. And they were like, but, but I'm an ally. And they're like, we don't even know what that means. Like you think you're doing something great, but, but yeah, like that doesn't negate the fact that, um, I don't know that there's still undercurrents of, uh, tension. And I'm also thinking to myself, like, I think that's always been the state of things. And I think a lot of people are kidding themselves to think that there wouldn't be kind of a, a tense back and forth going on especially the way things have been amplified in recent years with the identity politics. Are you kidding me? Of course things are fucking tense. You add media to the situation, you get people, you put spin on things, you get people in their echo chambers. Of course people are going to flip out over everything now. And that, I think that's existed in almost every multicultural society uh, in history. And also right now, everywhere in the world. And people are acting like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And it's like, really? Because it seems like that's the baseline. It seems like we're trying, people are trying, they're, they are hustling their asses off to uh, either convince themselves or others that that isn't the case. And I'm like, are you fucking, are, how deluded are you? And people are going to say to themselves after listening to this, like, you're a racist. And I'm like, I think I'm just like calling it like I see it. And maybe that is a fucking, with a terrible, you know, heavy handed, uh, evil bend and it's like but i don't know if that is it's just like that just seems like the way things are it feels like media makes things worse yeah she this lady she's in central park she's in central park and she's walking her dog and this guy's like hey leash up that dog huh babe and she's like no i'm not gonna do it because the dog runs are closed and then the guy and listen the guy did a sketchy thing too like the guy was sketchy check this like He's like, yeah, if you're going to do what you want to do, then I'm going to do what I want to do. And he like pulls dog treats out of his pocket and he doesn't even have a dog with him. And I'm like, dude, that's fucking sketchy as hell. But like, but then she took it to another level. It was just, it was boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it got fucking, boy, did that spiral out. And I think that's a product of A, the baseline of like, yeah, this is kind of like part of reality is that people have a hard time being told uh, what to do, period. And then if and then if you look different, I think it makes it harder. I think it makes it harder. And I don't know if that makes anyone a bad person. I don't know if that's a failure of moral character. I don't. I think that might just be how the human brain has processed things for millennia. Yeah, I'm no scientist. I'm no, uh, I don't know a ton about neuroscience. I don't know a shit ton about history, but that kind of just seems like the baseline. And I think we're deluding ourselves to think like, oh, this would, this could never happen. These people are terrible. It's like, no, like human interaction is always messy. It's all, it's always been messy. 
even even if um people are very similar um you know men men don't like to be told what to do by women and women don't like to be told what to do by men like take it to that angle you know but then you add um you had racial components you had you know um religious components you had all these things and it's like oh boy this is uh people seem to be very divided and i'm like listen i'm not surprised <laughs> like i think that's the I think that's the craziest part is that people are surprised by it. And, and maybe I'm just this fucking, maybe I'm just a complete piece of garbage. Okay. But, you know, and I'll be the first to admit it. I'll be the first to admit it. I'll ask that question to myself. I ask my, myself that question all the time. Like, am I this, am I this piece of garbage that, um, that people would want me to believe? And it's like, I don't think I am. I think I'm just kind of like experiencing things and, and this is just how I'm experiencing the world subjectively. And, and of course, it's not going to match up with, with everybody. And the assumption that, that it would is, is insane. That's the insane part to me. So listen, then you get into Minnesota and a, a cop fucking killed a dude. And it's like, holy shit, was that video uncomfortable to watch for everybody. Like nobody's rooting for police brutality. Like, and the people who are like, I don't know if they, they exist. Yeah. There's probably some fuck faces out there who are like, yeah. And it's like, fuck, that's gnarly. Yeah. That was, a, that was a tough thing to watch. Terrible thing to watch. Of course it is. But the, but the response to it is like, boy, does that, does that stir up a lot of emotions in, uh, in everybody? It doesn't matter what you look like. You're going to have, um, you know, you see, uh, you see black business owners and their businesses got destroyed in the, in the rioting. And it's like, yeah, this, this affects people in, in terrible, terrible ways. And you have people chiming in and be like, this is necessary. And it's like, I'm like, fuck it. Like, I wish it weren't. I wish it weren't. And you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I honestly have no fucking clue. I have no clue. Would I like to say deescalate? Definitely deescalate. Of course. Of course. I don't know if people are, people are too stressed out right now. And that's a product of um, the world that we've created, the world of, that we've created. You know, I think, I think a lot of people had really, really good intentions, but the pathway to, to hell, as they say, is paved with good intentions, right? Boy, I mean, listen, that's it. That's it. I think, I think a lot of people had really, really good intentions and they were like, yeah, we can make this, we can make this work. And and people are going to scratch their head and they're going to say, are you saying this is impossible? And I'm like, I don't fucking know, but it doesn't seem like it's working. It doesn't seem like it's working. And that, yeah, that breaks my heart. I grew up and, and I was, uh, I think a lot of people were brought up in this world and, and to, uh, to respect each other, to understand each other. But I think those, there's also limitations to it. I think there's limitations to it. And, and that's heartbreaking. But I think that's more of, I think that's kind of rooted in reality. And again, call me a complete piece of shit if that's, uh, if that's how you feel about it. And I'll have to, I'll have to accept that. I'll have to endure that. And that's a risk you run by, by saying anything, by saying anything. You're going to have people who disagree with you. And that's fine. That's fine if people disagree. But like you take it to a different level when, uh, when the auto zone gets burned down. And do I have sympathy for auto zone? Absolutely not. AutoZone, you know what you did. Okay. Yeah. 
I know there's not a, listen, I got to pepper in like one joke into this. Um, but yeah, it's a tense fucking time. It's a tense time. And as much as I would love to just tell people all over the place, like, like, Hey, let's, uh, let's scale it back. Let's calm it down. People don't want to hear it from me. And I understand that. I understand that. That doesn't shock me. That does not shock me at all. But people are saying, oh, there's a threat to democracy, this whole thing. And it's like, it's like, yeah, democracy has a, has a shelf life. It always does. Historically, it does. And then, you know, you have authoritarians who kind of work their way in, work their way in. And I think that's kind of the underlying theme behind the whole thing. I wanted to tap dance my way across this and do it right and pull my best flatly. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've, if I've done it correctly, but I think behind, you know, the behind the scenes is like, there's the stuff that's going on is like, people are saying, Hey, my, my government doesn't represent me. And it's like, yes, of course it doesn't. Your government represents corporate interests and you know, who, who can ever pay the most wins. That's it. And these corporations are fucking massive. Citizens United, if you don't know about Citizens United, the court case, that was the worst thing that ever happened to the United States um, in, uh, in modern history, in modern history. And you're saying, when did modern history start? And you don't know that. And I have a different opinion. But I'm saying, listen, in my, in my view, Citizens United, look up the court case, was one of the worst things. Let's just say that. Maybe I, maybe I soften that. Maybe it's one of the worst things to ever fucking happen. Yeah. Yeah, the complete corporate takeover of uh, of the U.S. That and the Patriot Act. Fuck. Yeah, there's some shit going on right now, and people are certainly embroiled in in really emotional stuff. Like anything that turns racial is always going to be fucking heated. Holy hell, is it going to be heated? There's no way it couldn't be. There's no way it couldn't be. Everybody's got a response to it, no matter what your response is, whether you're feeling sad, whether you're feeling angry, whether you're, um, I don't, I don't care what it is. Everybody's got some kind of response to it. And if, if you don't have a response to it and you're keeping quiet, like, Hey, that's totally your choice. That's totally your choice. And that was something I considered. I'm like, maybe I just don't fucking talk about it. Maybe I don't talk about it. Cause truthfully it scares the shit out of me in a lot of ways. Of course, of course. How could it not? But, um, yeah, yeah. The, listen, I think these things were these undercurrents we're going on for a long time. And I think the stress levels boils it over to the top because people want to pretend they want to, they want this utopian fantasy of everybody getting along. Everybody plays, everybody wins. And I just don't think that's the nature of anything, anything. It sounds incredible. It sounds great. It sounds well-intentioned, but it's not, I just don't think it's possible. Everybody plays, everybody wins. I don't know a single I don't know a single uh, thing in, in life that's ever played out that way. Ever. Yeah, who won the Super Bowl last year? Kyle, check that. And um, how did they do it? Because they were better than other teams. They were fucking better than other teams. And like, they didn't apologize. They didn't apologize for it. And the other team said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to come back next year. We're gonna, and we're going to keep playing. And we're going to keep trying to get better. That's it. I think that is like the, that is the essence of, of how I, I see things. And I, I write about this. I write about this in, uh, in, in books is like, that's the, that is the competitive spirit 
that's that's we don't decimate each other. And I think some people are feeling that way. Like, oh, we're getting decimated. And it's like, yeah, the the object of the game is to keep playing. It's not to it's not to uh, it's not to break the game. And people have their take on it. Holy hell! Yeah, I've been on a heater on this one. I've been on a heater. I don't think I've slowed my rate of speech at all. At all. It's anxiety provoking talking about these things. Of course it is. Of course it is. But that doesn't mean that I can't have my thoughts on it. And it doesn't, you know, hey, getting things wrong, being proven wrong is oftentimes a great thing. Hearing other people's perspective, oftentimes a great thing that, that, uh, that gives us better perspective. But I think everybody has their limitations on understanding compassion. And I think our, I think stress levels makes everything harder, makes everything harder. Yeah. And I want to, uh, I want to probably continue this because it's going to be in the forefront. It's going to be in the forefront of, I think a lot of people's consciousness for a long, long time. And things are going to get, I think things are going to get worse before they get better. And I don't know what quote unquote getting better looks like. I think a lot of people have different ideas of what that looks like, but I tell you what I think is going to, if we're going eye for an eye all the fucking time, if you keep going eye for an eye, tit for tat, keep going, man, boy, are we all ending up uh, in a fucked up uh, place of severe um, ocular damage. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's my take on it. Fuck. I'm going to get, I'm going to get wrecked for this. I can anticipate that. And ultimately you kind of got to, you got to say, okay, yeah. All right. Maybe that's uh go full send, go full send. But I've tried to flatly my way through this. Yeah, flatly. I still can't get over flatly. What a fucking pro. Grossed a billion dollars and took down every Irish lassie in the entire city of Dublin. Probably 50 times over. And he ain't through yet. Yeah, Darby Cass, Wild Card Friday. Boy, it has been a crazy, crazy time. But yeah, I... um. I don't know if my opinion matters on this at all. And you're listening to me sort my thoughts out. And I don't know whether that's, whether that's brave, whether it's stupid, whether it's both. Yeah, everybody's going to have their take on it. And I, I want to valiantly uh, defend people's rights to express themselves. And uh, yeah, of course, of course, people are going to get it wrong. Boy, you go on the internet and you see people like, let's fucking kill people. And I'm like, ah, uh, I don't think that's the right call, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that seems to be a sentiment, a sentiment out there. I think, but I think a large number of people are just like, this is fucking nuts. This is freaking people out. I don't care what you look like. I've talked to a lot of people that come from different backgrounds, um, you know, different, uh, races, ethnicities, uh, creeds, um, you know, creeds and deeds. And, uh, and people are just like, this is fucking nuts, bro. This is nuts. And I'm going to keep talking to people. I'm going to keep talking to people and, and see like, hey, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? But yeah, I've talked to, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to have a nice little uh, little release that I'll, I'll put out there this weekend. Maybe sometime next week. I'm going to talk with some, some people. I want to get some guests on the show. And I said I would, uh, I said I would do that. That this would, that uh, season two of Darby Cast would certainly be more, um, more guest oriented. Will I still have these solo disco sessions? Of course I will. Of course I will. But uh, I definitely want to get some other uh, some other people's opinions in. And, I, and 
apologies to the Derbyshire doctors that this one hasn't been just like this ongoing ribbing of a fictitious uh, person named uh, Derek, right? Because I know we we love those we love those jokes, but I think uh, there's definitely a time for for jokes and peppering those things in, bring some levity and some understanding into uh, situations that feel very very thick, feel fucking gnarly. There's a time for jokes, but also there's a time for sincerity. I think, yeah, that's uh, that's my take. But I think uh, this episode of Springer, I think uh, this season of Springer, as you've uh, as you bring uh, more attention to these things, I think a lot of a lot of the time it makes it worse. And I think people are kind of just watching the show. They're going, oh, oh, fuck! Doesn't matter what you look like. Springer audience was was uh, comprised of tons of different people, right? Everybody's just like, oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you, there's part of you that has that that wants to tune out of the show. I know that's the compulsion for me. And I'm like, fuck, I just want to turn it off. This isn't good. This isn't good to do this. But yeah, some people don't have the luxury of turning it off. The luxury of turning it off. And that's, dude, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah, we're in the thick of it right now. And I look forward to the other side and I hope it comes out in a way that is um that is non-violent. That's like that is my ultimate hope is that we start coming up with uh political solutions to whatever the fuck's going on and that and that violence de-escalates. Yeah, I know that's a brave fucking take on things like, oh you're against violence? Whoa, dude, novel take. No, no, that's um I just don't want this to turn out terribly for absolutely everyone. I mean, this is, um, there are real issues at play right now, but also behind the scenes, there are big fucking pieces in play that people are, are distracted. They're distracted by the highly charged emotional nature of the stories being shown on Springer. We're watching Springer when, uh, meanwhile in the, in the background, large organizations are just having a fucking orgy. And just taking advantage, taking advantage of the chaos. And it's like, fuck. But we're we're caught in the we're caught in the fucking trenches. We are. Everybody is. I think. I don't know. Maybe you're impervious to it. I don't feel like uh I don't want to take that stance of saying, like, oh, I'm above all this. I'm just a I'm just narrating it. I'm just like a third-party observer. It's like, no, no, we're all we're in it. We're in it. But that doesn't negate the fact that there is just a fucking orgy going on behind the scenes and that there is rampant corruption. That is the nature of large organizations. I will drive that point home. I do not give a shit. Um, that every organization uh, over time, I think this is like a simple truth. Every organization over time becomes more and more corrupt. I think that I think that's true. I think that is true. I have no fucking clue whether that's universal, that's universal, but I think my perception of that is every large organization, it doesn't matter what the mission is, whether you're a government, whether you're a corporation, um, anything of that nature, any large organization, I think becomes more corrupt over time. And I think, uh, I think the kind of the, uh, the orgy, the 69ing that's going on, the interplay of these massive organizations, I think they're, they're kind of, uh, coming out of this with fatter pockets and, and they're just thriving on it. They're thriving on it. while people are just fucking yelling at each other. And, and, and I'm just like, Oh boy, this is, this is shit. But yeah, wild card Friday. 
And hopefully I've flat laid my way through this. I've honestly, I've tried the best that I can. And I understand why people are frustrated at one another. I can see, I will never understand anybody's experience other than my own entirely. And, and my experience of myself is confusing enough as it is. I, I think, I think a lot of people grapple with that, the understanding of the self. And so, yeah, I think I actually have a pretty fucking key handle on uh, my concept of self. But even then it's like, oh, I still find out things about myself all the time. Yeah, it's a hell of a process, but hopefully I've flat laid my way the fuck across this proverbial dance floor. And I'm not even doing it for the Irish lassies either. And I hope that it helps people. I know I've had this discussion with a couple friends where they're like, yeah, the Darby cast, it seems pretty self-serving. And I'm like, yeah, in a lot of ways, it probably is very self-serving. You know, it's me telling, telling jokes and telling my, my take on it. But I hope people listen to this from, uh, from time to time. And they're like, oh, that like, that makes me feel a little bit more calm. Or maybe that makes me smile in a time that I'm, where I'm struggling. That's it. At the end of the day, believe it or not, that's why I do it. That's why I do it is I, I want to help people. And I don't know if I'm helping people in the way that they need, because I don't think there's a universal way to help people all the time. Other than acknowledging like, yeah, life is suffering. It is suffering. It seems that that is the universality. But yeah, if I, if you get anything from this, if it helps you out, great. If you're not into this and you're like, you're a piece of shit, you fucking bigot. Then I'm, then I'm like, okay, that, you know what? You are entitled to that opinion. You are, you totally are. You totally are. And maybe you have it right. I don't think, I don't view myself in that light. I really don't. But maybe that's your perception of me and you're, and you fucking deserve whatever opinion that you've got, that you've got. But man, it is a wild fucking raging fire. It feels like people are throwing dynamite on fires that have existed. And, um, yeah, I hope things go well. Um, I hope things, uh, can deescalate and go well. And, and the people who are saying like, fucking go crazy, go nuts. I'm like, fuck. Ah, but I don't know what it's like to be in those people's heads. I have no fucking clue what it's like to be in those people's heads. I have my opinion of saying, yeah, the violence isn't going to solve things. It's not, it's going to make things way worse. It's going to weaken, um, it's going to weaken people in the long run, but that's my perception. I don't know. Maybe some people think that violence is the absolute answer right now and that it will solve things. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, like if that's your take, Fuck, people don't want to talk about it. I And listen, I'm talking circularly. I'm talking in a circular way now. I can find myself revisiting points that I've already discussed. And I tend to do that on the Darby cast. And hopefully I can tie it in. Hopefully I already have tied it in into somewhat of a cohesive message. Right? Yeah. And maybe I'll have more jokes on a different day. But I, just, I don't feel like joking right now. I don't. I don't. There's a seriousness to it. And I love, uh, don't get me wrong, I fucking love telling jokes. I love popping a, a flatly joke from time to time. But on the most part, I hope this has come across as, as sober, somber, and sincere. And that, um, that, yeah, I just, I hope things turn out well. That's, that's, I hope, I pray that things turn out well. People say, oh, you pray? And it's like, yeah, I do. I, I actually do. Um, I do. 
in these in these crazy times that is all um that's something that also sustains me jokes and then and then praying um that's it that's it that's all that's all i've got that's that's gotten me uh up until this point but yeah hey have a as good of a weekend as you possibly can stay safe um and and uh try to keep your cool that that goes out that goes out to everybody try to keep your cool as best as you can um so yeah that's that darby cast wildcard friday